Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seydal. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, Andrea Seidel here. I'm so excited because, and I know I always say that, but I'm extra excited today because I actually have an author on the show to join us. I know normally I do book summaries, I do features, I do key takeaways, I suck out all the positive psychology, golden nuggets, but today we have a special guest on the show joining us so that we can discover all about his new book that's coming out today. Today is the day. So welcome to the show, Mark L. O'Brien. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Andrea. I also am excited to to get to talk to you today. Yay. Okay, so you are a post-traumatic growth expert, and you are a leading advocate when it comes to trauma or substance use and criminal justice, and you have written such a powerful memoir, and it is called Crashing, I Love You, Forgive Me. So good. Yeah. So, uh, the book came out today. So I've just, the whole day I've just been kind of, kind of beside myself with excitement. There's so much buildup in the writing process, the editing process, the production process, the marketing process. And today I woke up and it was like, yes, it it's the day people are, are really going to finally get to, to see this book that I've spent so much time working on. Oh my gosh. Yes. And we all know all the authors are listening going, yes, we understand there. It is, it is a labor of love. And, but what it is about your book that I love is that you have turned something that has been so painful for you and an experience that you have gone through. And, uh, uh, you know, just it's a story of loss and grief and regret and just, um, you know, just so much trauma that you have been through yourself and you have turned it into a book, a memoir that could help so many other people. So can you tell us a little tiny bit about your book? Yeah, I would love to, Andrea. Um, and I'll say before before I dive in that I have this really bad habit of telling people the entire story. Yes, yeah, so don't and do that. <laughs> so I'm going to try to keep that in check because I want you to get to go and read the book um, and and hear the story for the first time because I really do think um, it's a powerful story and and it's about uh, a really painful experience that I went through. But it it's not a story that's solely about pain and distress and grief. Um, it's also about hope and forgiveness and mercy and love. Mm-hmm. And it starts about 15 years ago, um, the morning after a birthday party that my girlfriend planned for me. Um, Laura was my first love. We lived together outside of Annapolis in Maryland, and she planned a birthday party for me in Baltimore, where a lot of our friends lived. And after the party, I made the really awful decision to try to drive us home. We'd been drinking in the bars, partying with friends all night. And I woke up in the shock trauma center the next morning at the University of Maryland and found out that Laura had died in a car accident that I caused. Uh. It was the worst day of my life. 
uh, by a lot. It's easy to, it's very easy to pinpoint that as, as the worst day of my life. Um, not only did I lose this woman who I was planning to spend the rest of my life with, uh, but I was also facing up to 10 years in prison for causing her death. Oh my gosh. And uh, your vulnerability, and I have read the story, and and yes, we don't want to we don't want to share too much of your memoir with everyone, but it touched my heart in so many ways. And just the the exploration, I, I oftentimes would have like you know I could feel so much for you, and then but also just the way that you wrote your memoir is so powerful because it's like you had understanding from so many different perspectives and. Um, just, you know, you, you spoke so, so much of, of the trauma and the grief, but also I love how you sprinkle through your whole entire book, this, this feeling of hope and, and the common humanity and the fact that, you know what, we all make mistakes and, you know, and that, and I don't want to go through obviously the, the details of your memoir, but I just, I feel so, so so much love throughout your whole entire book even though it's about such so, so much grievance and so much you know pain um but it just really walks you through to a place of like you really did and you were able to come out the other side in such a beautiful and empowered way and you turn that pain into purpose in your life so can you tell us, like, so what inspired you to share this with the world? Like the vulnerability that must have come with writing this memoir, um, what inspired you to write this book and how has it developed into this manuscript? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for asking that. And I, I'm going to back up a little bit because you talked um, about how the book shows what it's like to go through some of these things that I experienced. And, and the truth is that I started out this process of writing this book with the, with the, with the purpose of writing this story, but also providing a roadmap for people who might be going through grief, trauma, some of the shame and guilt that I was experiencing and how they can use that as fuel for new purpose new depth in their relationships, greater appreciation of life. Um, and as it turned out, what I realized in writing this is that there are actually two different books. One is this story and one is the roadmap. And it made sense to write the story first. And so what I did with the book is I tried to tell the story from the perspective of myself as I was living it. And it's a hard thing to do because I have a lot of perspective. This happened 15 years ago and I've learned a lot. Uh, I know how this part of my story ends, but I really wanted to keep people in kind of the present tense of the moments that I was experiencing as I experienced them. And my hope is that even while I'm doing that, instead of telling people what this is like, I'm showing them what this is like. And I really wanted people to be able to see somebody that they could relate to when they're at their lowest moment. And at the same time, understand that in those moments, there is still hope. Um, there's still forgiveness and mercy in the world. There's still love. And, uh, you know, without wanting to give away too much of the story, as we've said, I think two things that people are going to really find compelling in the book are my relationship with Laura's father, David, um, okay. and my struggle to come to terms with finding new love 
even as I was still very much in love with my girlfriend that I, that I lost. Oh, so challenging. And, uh, I, yeah, when, and you definitely achieved that when you, when you wrote this book and, and I, I'm so excited about the fact that you said, I have to first tell the story and that you're already teasing out your next book. I I feel it. (laughs) And then, yeah, you notice that (laughs) I couldn't help myself. And you know, what's so great about this is the fact that yes, Mark, we had to learn your story. We had to, you had to share that vulnerability with us and it just makes us love you more and see you as a human. And, um, and the thing that you did is you not only wrote this memoir to help people, and a lot of people might be feeling similar feelings of shame and guilt and, and having troubles navigating that, but you basically, you're an example of post-traumatic growth. You did not let this struggle go to waste. You went on, and and I'll let you share what you've done. You went on to get your master's in applied positive psychology, and you are, you know, you're an expert when it comes to post-traumatic growth. And you help. You were able to struggle well, and uh, it wasn't that you were brushing this under the carpet and just pressing on with life. It's like you you had to you know, sit in all these emotions and work through them all and, and, and struggle well through them. And you were able to do that. And you're an example of what's possible. Yeah. I love that you talk about the vulnerability in this book. Cause one of the things that I really had to learn to do when I was suffering so much was to be more open about myself. I was actually a really kind of, uh, introverted and not very introspective person before this happened, but I was, I was in so much pain and I it had to come out and I, I really learned through this process. Um, part of my growth was learning to be vulnerable and trusting with other people and, and really let them get to know me, the good, the bad and the ugly. And it, it's all in this story. Um, and over, you know, a decade and a half since, since the crash happened, um, or I like to always kind of like take, acknowledge my role in it. And so I'm not going to say since the crash happened, I'm going to say since I caused the crash, um, I've had the opportunity because of career choices and, uh, communities I've become a part of to really get to know a lot of people who have taken the worst moments in their lives, experiences that nobody would have blamed them if they'd been crushed by them. And, they've grown from them instead. And, and in the community, I've become a part of a group of people who have, who have unintentionally hurt or killed other people. Um, it's not a group that I would wish anyone to have to join, um, but it is a group of people who really care about each other and, and understand this struggle in a deep way. Um, and for a lot of them, it's hard to talk about some of the growth that comes out of an experience like this. I think with other kinds of trauma, um, it feels more okay to say, yes, there were all these really bad things that I felt that I experienced that happened because of my trauma. And I also grew and learned and became stronger because of it. Um, It's hard for people who've done something like what I've done to talk about that because it feels like we're saying it's okay that this person died or that this person was hurt by what we did. Um, But from my perspective, growing and giving back, trying to make the world a better place. These are all ways that I honor Laura. They don't, they aren't things that justify what happened to her. 
Um, they aren't things that make it okay that she's gone. But I think it would be shameful if I didn't do something positive because I did survive and I do have responsibility for what happened. Um, and so I got to know a lot of people over the years who lost children to drug overdose, um, were falsely imprisoned. I met a man who um, witnessed the, the murder of his mother um, by his father and got into trauma-related work. All these people who took these really horrendous experiences and used them as fuel for helping others. Um, and that's what got me interested in first post-traumatic growth and then positive psychology. And as you mentioned, Andrea, um, I went back to school a couple of years ago to really study this very deeply, um, this concept of post-traumatic growth, and especially this aspect that we call survivor's missions, where people take these horrible experiences and, and they decide that because of them, they're going to make a difference in the world by preventing it from happening to other people, raising awareness about it, helping people who are going through it, you know, all these ways that we can kind of give back and use the wisdom that we've garnered through our suffering uh, to benefit others. And um, I think that this is actually one of the most beautiful things about being a human being is our capacity to do this. Oh my gosh. And what this is so beautiful that you have turned um, this into an honor. You're honoring Laura. You are, you're taking the most horrific thing that could have happened to you. And you are, you're being of service now and you're putting yourself out there in such a vulnerable way, but you're also helping so many people along the process and you're helping in so many ways. Like, and, and I know you have a lot of plans for the future as well. And, and you even went back to learn more and to, so you can help others take horrific experiences and, and be able to, you know, for good, do good in the world and, and in honor, and in, in your case, in honor of giving back to Laura and her family. Um, it's so commendable. And I think, and also, did you want to talk a little bit about the proceeds of your book? Yeah, I would love to. And I, I'll say this whole experience. So writing the book was such like an act of love for, for Laura and for others. Um, it wasn't easy. And, but I, I had this experience where I, I began sharing this story and um, my church made this video about me that they shared publicly. Um, and I heard from people that it made it easier for them to cope both with things that they'd done that they they were ashamed of, that they felt guilty about. But even more powerfully to me was that people came to me and said, this helped me forgive something that happened in my life that I never understood how painful it might be for the person who did this. And that really was what drove me to write this book in the first place. It was this, this idea that this could help people to process these feelings and maybe find growth after pain, maybe find forgiveness after betrayal. Um, and so for me, that was like a very like altruistic thing that I wanted to get this story into the world. And it's a very, uh, it's a foreign thing for me to now be in this phase where I'm marketing the book. And I, uh, and part of that is people congratulating me on the book. And I, it, it's so, it's just a very strange dynamic for me because I'm like, well, uh, I want to accept the congratulations. And I'm actually, I'm very proud of having written this. And then at the same time, I'm like, ah, 
this isn't really something that I'm proud of in the sense that like the story is still, is still not something I'm proud of. And congratulating me feels like, uh, it feels like putting that silver lining on, on Laura's death. And, um, so I, it's hard to kind of balance for me, like what this honoring her through doing this and at the same time, recognizing that writing a book and publishing a book is an accomplishment. And so that that's a tension that I'm, uh, navigating right now. And, but I do appreciate your saying. So one of the things about that is for me, this is a story that, um, I wouldn't feel comfortable profiting off of. And so what I've decided to do is um, to take the proceeds from the sales of this book and donate them back to a nonprofit, um, actually a few nonprofits that work in the areas of grief, trauma, addiction, and criminal justice, all areas that relate to the story, um, including a couple um, that Laura was actually quite interested in working on. Um, she was going to become a social worker and work with people who had addiction. So to me, this is a way to uh, to continue honoring her in that way. Oh my gosh, you you are you know so warm and loving and kind and and I can I, it's understandable that you have that grappling with it. And yes, and and what's so really special about this too is that this was a huge help for you, expressive writing and, and, and helping you process the pain. Um, but then also it's going to help and give others so, so much permission to like, maybe they'll see themselves in your pain and be able to see how you've processed it and then, and see themselves perhaps in your story. And then also it's really, your book is an act of love and there's so much honor. And even the fact that you are, you know, you've chosen to write, to share your story and be vulnerable, but then also to give back and, and also to write this in honor of Laura and, and, but then also for everyone and a lot of people who have been through horrific, you know, events in their life or trauma or loss and grief, your book is so powerful because it can help people just not feel alone and they can, they're not alone in this and they can see it from so many angles. And so it's kind of, we kind of know who you've written this book for, but maybe in your own words, like who did you have in mind as the target reader for this or someone who would really benefit or who you hope would benefit from reading your book? Yeah. So I, I, I really did have a few, I guess, kind of characteristics of people who I think will really um, not just in, in, in enjoy the book. And, and again, that's one of those things that feels like uncomfortable to say, but I, it, it's all, it is a compelling story. I think people will enjoy reading the story for the sake of, of reading an interesting story where somebody is struggling and going through the roller coaster of figuring out what that means and how they're going to dig themselves out of the hole. Um, and I also had in particular mind that people who were struggling with grief, especially really complicated grief where there's, where there's guilt anger at themselves or anger at other people, including maybe the person that they've lost, um, can see themselves in this story and understand, uh, as you mentioned, that this is this this feels really isolating when it happens to you. When you're deep in grief, when you're deep in pain, um, because all of our pain is different, it does feel like nobody gets it. And at the same time, deeply grieving somebody that we love with all of our hearts is something that almost all of us are going to have to do at some point in our lives. 
um, there's no roadmap. And, and, you know, I think that's really important to keep in mind that I hope there's some wisdom to gain from my story, um, both if you're caring for somebody going through something like this, or if you're the person experiencing it. And at the same time, there's no formula. Um, we all kind of have to forge our own path, but we have this, we have, you know, centuries of human wisdom and wisdom traditions and all these things that, that help give us some guideposts to think about. And I'm hoping to add to that uh, kind of body of work so that people have just another guidepost to look at. Um, but also recognizing that everyone's going to have to find their path through these kinds of things. Well, I love the way you put that put path through, right? There's no way around it, right? And it's different for everyone. And, and your book definitely does it. So anyone looking for just support so that they don't feel alone when they maybe are, you know, uh, it's a compelling, your, your memoir is a compelling story. Like you said, that I'm really like, I, what I, one of my favorite parts actually is that it taught me to not judge. It taught me because I could see all perspective of, of like the whole thing that you went through. And it encouraged me as a reader to remain curious and to remain from a place of understanding and compassion as often as I can, because you never know what people are going through. And your book really depicts and it really takes you through your journey. And it's just heartbreaking and gut-wrenching at, and at the same time, but also hopeful and joyful all at the same time. And um, and I, I really do think the reader gets so much out of that because it helps, it helps on so many levels. Uh, it helps us navigate the lowest when we're feeling at our lowest. It it, it inspires us um, to be understanding and compassionate of others who are going through grief and loss and challenge and struggle. And so your book, it really, you know, it can target a lot of people because we all, it's a human, these are all human emotions. And let's face it, we all face struggle, challenge. And so um, just, it's just so profound, Mark. I'm so proud of you. And it's just, you know, I, I know my favorite, that's one of my favorite parts about your book, but for you, in your opinion, what makes your book special to you? What's your favorite element in your book? Oh, that's such a, such a great question. Um, I'm going to give kind of a, maybe a nerdy technical answer <laughs> first, um, which was, you know, something that I did quite intentionally um, that I think is really powerful literary technique in this book, which is that the entire book, um, except for a couple of scenes, is told in present tense. So throughout the book, you just, I, you feel like you are in it with me. Um, and you are in it with me. And the, the, I think that type of storytelling is so immersive. Um, yes. I'm not telling you that this happened next. This I don't even know what's going to happen next in the moments when I'm writing because it's me at the time, you know, that it was happening. Um, so that's the first part of my answer. Um, the second thing that I love about this book is that um, you will see my love for Laura. You will see my love uh, and the relationship I have with her father. Um, and you will see 
um, me navigating new love. Um, and I just think that this book, at the same time that there's so much pain, um, there's also so much love. So much love. Yes. Simultaneously. I love it. Yes. And you know, it's interesting that you bring up that this literary technique and, and I love how it's sometimes we're in your brain, like we're actually hearing what you're thinking, <laughs> which is so playful and fun too. So, which actually brings me, I know you're, you are, um, into expressive writing and this book started as a way of processing pain and emotions for those listeners who are maybe thinking, you know what, I've been through some trauma myself. Like, um, is there something you can recommend to help them, you know, to help them navigate, maybe getting in the process of expressive writing or even starting with journaling or how did you get started on your memoir? I love that question because you know that 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 is something that is is really important and, and meaningful and effective. Um, so, which is a great combination of things. Um, and you maybe have realized by now that I give long answers, so I'm going to give a long answer. Um, one thing that I have learned um, as I've gotten more into the research around post-traumatic growth and trauma is that when it comes to trauma and grief information is treatment. And I, what I mean by that, and I'll say, I'm, I'm not the person who came up with that. I heard that from a man named Rich Tedeschi, who is the researcher who developed the whole concept around post-traumatic growth. But what I mean by that is that when it comes to trauma and grief, the problem isn't some kind of psychosis or misunderstanding of reality. The problem is reality. Um, but at the same time, these overpowering emotions and, and thoughts that we seem to not be able to control can feel like we're going a little crazy. Um, and I say that because I really felt insane at certain points that you would read about in the story. Um, but knowing that those things are symptoms of trauma, that they're normal parts of being a human being, going through something horrible is really powerful. Um, and so... That's one thing I, I would say is, is finding that out and doing a little bit of that digging is really powerful. So as I was writing the book, when I thought that maybe it would be that roadmap at the same time, I was doing that research. And I was finding out that all these things that I thought were really crazy about what I was thinking and feeling at that time were completely normal responses to this kind of experience. Um, and that was really therapeutic for me. And the other thing that I found out was that I thought I was done healing when I got into this book. I really thought like, I've processed this. Um, I understand what happened. I've come out the other side. Um, but the truth is that writing this book and really digging deep into the combination of thoughts and feelings that I was having throughout the years that followed the crash, um, really was like the best processing. And that that's after having done therapy, you know, done all the things that we, that people say we should do. Um, writing this was so therapeutic. And it turns out that expressive writing, writing about specifically about the combination of our thoughts and feelings related to experiences that have hurt us is one of the best ways, evidence-based ways, we hear that term thrown around. But what that means is that research shows 
you know, top researchers have found that this is a great way to process hurt, grief, trauma. Um, it's low cost because you actually don't need anything besides a, a computer, a paper and pen. Um, if you're not a writer, you could do this uh, through dictation, speaking it. Um, but really like thinking about the words of the thoughts and feelings that you experienced 15 minutes a day writing this book at different times, you know, it was two, three, four hours a day, but other times it was 15 minutes. Cause sometimes that's, that's about as much time as you can spend approaching these kinds of painful things. Um, but if you do 15 minutes a day, three or four days a week, um, if you get to seven days a week, that's great. This is a really good way to process pain. Um, and you might just be surprised. And the other thing I would say about this is experiment with what works for you. Um, it might be that 15 minutes a day is good. Maybe you like to do an hour once a week. Um, there's no, the 15 minutes a day is kind of what has really been studied, but there's also a lot of research that shows that like whatever fits into your life and feels comfortable for you is the right way to do this. Oh, I love that. And I love that you thought that you were, you were like, you know, you're, you're, you're doing good. You feel like you thought you were like, you know, you're balanced. And then you go back into like writing going back into your memoir, it's amazing how it's like what comes up. And I can so relate to that because when I was writing The Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction, I went through the trauma of loving and losing someone to addiction. And I was rewriting the part in the beginning, which is kind of my own story. And tears were coming down my eyes. I'm like remembering new stories and I'm processing more. And I just realized, holy cow, like it is so therapeutic because it helps. It almost takes what's like floating around in your head and it brings it down through and it allows you to put it on paper. It almost like solidifies it and kind of gets it out of your mind and onto the pages. And it's so therapeutic. So yeah, true. We're, humans are storytellers. So getting that down helps us put things into that, that cause and effect, that chronological, you know, relationships between events and feelings and thoughts we were having, like having all of that put down, like you're saying is it gets it out of our head and it, and it forces us to organize it into something coherent that is easier for us to understand. Yeah. So true. All right. I would love to talk about your cover art and like, oh my gosh, your book is just so, uh, I, the design is amazing. <laughs> I'm laughing because I, full disclosure, um, this book is published by Live Life Happy Publishing. And so I had a a, a little role in helping you publish. A little role. Book. You were all over it, Andrea. <laughs> but I just feel so, so honored to be a part of it. And um, when we were talking about creating the cover, um, you said, I have some artwork that I would love to, you know, put on the cover or end on the back cover. I'm like, oh, great. Like, can you tell me about it? And so when you brought it, I almost got tears because it's just so touching and so fitting. So I would love to just talk a little bit about, you know, how you decided on that artwork. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up because this is, it's really special to me. Um, and, you know, I'm going to get this story all out of order, but I'll just say it probably fits in there somewhere else in the story. But um, the man I'm going to tell you about is, is a huge example of this post-traumatic growth and this idea of trying to make a difference with his suffering. Um, and the artist who did the, the artwork that's on the front and the back cover is a man named Peter Brune. And I met Peter about six years ago. Um, 
shortly after he lost his daughter to a drug overdose. And mm. Peter was an artist. And so for him, the way to make meaning out of that experience was to use art as a, as a way to heal communities, especially people who were struggling with the same things that his daughter did and to share her art. Um, and Peter has, so Peter has done all these beautiful uh, installations and art programs for people with substance use disorders. And um, then one of the things that Peter did was this series of drawings in which he collected a thousand love letters from people to their parents, to their children, to their boyfriends and girlfriends and spouses and friends and lost loved ones in my case. Um, and Peter collected these love letters and then created these really beautiful, really complex, deep, abstract drawings with them. And two of the love letters that he collected were a letter from me to Laura, my girlfriend who died, and another one from me to Maria, who you will meet at some point in the book when you read it. Um, and so the drawings um, uh, kind of combine the, the letter with, with his drawings. And um, I, I reached out to Peter when it was time to publish the book and said, you know, these, these drawings that you did are really meaningful to me. I'd be so honored if you'd allow me to use them as the artwork for the cover of my book. And Peter's just this amazing, kind, generous, uh, and insanely talented man. Uh, and he he said that that he'd he'd be happy to allow me to use them. So I'm very grateful to Peter for for that. Yeah, it's so beautiful, and it has so much meaning. And I knew I knew I wanted to make sure the listeners hear all about that. And I, it's almost like I feel like we should have put a story in there about it so people understand. But um, it's just so beautiful. People should totally go see Peter's work. Uh, so I'll give the other uh, one additional plug for Peter is that uh, you can find his work at brunestudios.com. So it's B-R-U-U-N studios.com. And he has some really cool stuff. Amazing. So amazing. So let's look into the future. What is the future for you? Of course, your book is launching today. Yay, yay, yay. Crashing. Right. I love you. Forgive me. The story of a life flipped upside down. Yeah, like, so exciting. Right here. Oh, there we're we go. holding them up to so the podcast <laughs> people. Right here. <laughs> can't hear. <That's> right. <laughs> they can't hear our book. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit what your plans are for your future, your aspirations and things like that coming up? What are you excited about? Yeah, I'm really excited. I have a lot of things going on. Uh, I uh, One of the things that came out of this experience for me um, is that um, I seize opportunities. I, I see the world as being so abundant and full of opportunities and at the same time, a place where unexpected things happen. Um, and so I, I really make it a point to, to take opportunities to, to pursue things that become interesting to me because these things can be fleeting and, and they're, you know, so I don't want to miss out. Um, so I have a, a few things that I'm working on right now, but one that I'm like very excited about that is really relevant to this story is that in uh, pursuing my Master of Applied Positive Psychology degree, I met this amazing group of people um, who who happened to be, we happened to be assigned to be in this group together to do all our group work during our master's program. And the three of them have joined me in developing a curriculum 
and uh, this fellowship program for people who have been through traumatic experiences um, to get some coaching and support and information. Because as I mentioned, information is treatment when it comes to trauma, um, but really to facilitate post-traumatic growth and give people coaching and tools, um, entrepreneurial skills, communication skills, all the things that they need to pursue their survivor's mission. So if you're a person who has been through some stuff and you want to use it as fuel for making a positive difference in the world, we're developing a curriculum that you can follow through um, and learn some of the skills you need while you're also tending to your well-being needs and, and cultivating your, your own growth. Um, and the people that I'm working with are like so impressive and have such amazing stories of how they have turned pain into their purpose uh, that you don't you don't want to miss this when when we're ready for it. Uh, I'd love to come back and tell you a little more about it, Andrea. Um, and I hope people will will check out my website. It's marklobrien.com where you can follow along some of the projects I'm working on. But this is one that I am particularly revved up about. So exciting. Oh, that's so exciting. Of course, we'll put all your links in the show notes and the link to get your book too on Amazon. Now you have got some amazing endorsements already and your book is already in like, I I bet if we check now, it'd be like maybe even the top one or a hot new release because it's already doing so well and it just launched today. Uh, so can you tell us some of the endorsements that you've already received? Just incredible. Well, first, yeah, I do. I do want to say one um, thank you, Andrea, because you made this possible. Um, it, this is this has been a really, um, really amazing experience, and you you took this book from the place where I could get it to the place where other people could get it. Um, so I'm very grateful for that, um, and I just wanted to say that uh, one of the things that I have been very fortunate to have in my life is people who are amazingly supportive of me. Uh, through the pain of losing Laura and the aftermath that you can learn more about in the book, uh, which I highly encourage you to go get. Um, and continuing to, to this point in my life. Um, and so that, that has been really rewarding and, and people have been so helpful in getting the book out to their friends and neighbors who they think can benefit from reading it. Um, and so there has really been like an overwhelming response already on this first day. And that's, that has been very cool. Um, I have also felt very fortunate because I've had some people who are just really amazing and talented already take a look at the book and give me some amazing feedback. So I'd, I'd love, Andrea, if you don't mind, I would love to share some of these with your, with your audience. Yes. 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 Okay. So, uh, I'm going to share first, um, uh, a note that I got from Darren Strauss, who is one of the most celebrated American authors of our time. And, um, Darren said, uh, about crashing Mark L. O'Brien has lived through a tragedy and made something beautiful of it. He has gathered the pieces of his shattered life and from them built this unforgettable book. Not only will this story of transformation move you, it will challenge your most basic assumptions about guilt, grief, mercy, and justice not to be missed. And Darren Strauss is like literary royalty. So I have to say this one particularly like really tickled me to receive. Um, it was one of those moments like I described where it's like it's complicated because um, this really was like a, you know, 
a uh, what's the you know I was kind of fanboying about Darren Strauss a little bit and getting this and at the same time is like hard to receive congratulations but um yeah I did so Darren Strauss has written this very nice thing about the book um another person who's written very nicely about the book and and, and endorsed um this book is Lena Wen who's the the Washington Post writer and CNN medical analyst and Lena writes Mark Gell O'Brien's powerful memoir Crashing takes readers on a heartbreaking journey through his pain and anguish as he comes to terms with his role in his girlfriend's death. It's a powerful reminder of the human spirit's capacity to choose redemption and also an excellent primer on how substance use and addiction need to be treated with scientific evidence and compassion. All right, I'm going to keep going. Um, Devin Still, former NFL player, Devin Still, uh, former Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year, and I think more importantly to me, this incredible uh, man with uh, a giant heart who is very familiar with this story of taking pain and finding purpose in it. His daughter had uh, uh, neuroblastoma, a form of really dangerous cancer, several years ago, and in walking alongside her, through her treatment, he came to his new purpose, which was to found the Still Strong Foundation, where he provides financial support to families when their children have cancer so that they can spend more time with them. And Devin writes that when Mark first shared his story with me, I was aghast. I was obviously shocked by the details of the moment that changed Mark's life forever, but I was equally shocked by Mark's transparency and authenticity, which is on full display in this book. Crashing is not only a book about tragedy and heartbreak, but it's also about love, forgiveness, and hope. Mark's courageous memoir is a true illustration of growth after trauma. All right, two more. So Um, true, so true. These are all so good and they're so true. Thank you. Um, So Jordan Feingold, who uh, is the writer, she's a physician, a well-being expert, and the co-author of Choose Growth, writes that Mark L. O'Brien's courageous memoir, Crashing, is a poignant narrative of choosing growth in the face of devastating tragedy, loss, and uncertainty. O'Brien sheds light on what it is to live through our deepest nightmares and go on, healing through the power of relationships, forgiveness, and a unifying orientation toward bettering the world. Oh, I love that. And then finally, Liz Earnshaw, licensed therapist, founder of A Better Life Therapy, and author of I Want This to Work, says Mark L. L. O'Brien's book, Crashing, is a book that touches on mistakes, trauma, loss, relationships, and the human capacity for redemption. Out of tragedy, Mark has created a life dedicated to learning its lessons and teaching them to others to create a gentler and more loving world. Through his pain, he has found what it means to hope, love, grow, and forgive. Oh my gosh. They These have all hit the nail on the head. It's exactly your book and it is just exactly how I felt reading it and so proud to be a part of it. I cannot 
thank you enough for working with me and working together and bringing this book to life. Again, that's Crashing. I love you. Forgive me. It's officially being birthed today into the world. And as your publisher, I am beyond thrilled to be a part of this journey with you. And I just wanted to say so much congratulations towards you on this very, very special day. And your book will change lives. Um, and I always say that, and that's why I do what I do because books change lives. And, um, it's been an honor to watch your your book unfold and also it's so inspiring that you know being having the honor for Laura as well as you know taking this to the world so we're going to pop some champagne i hope and throw some mm -hmm. confetti and celebrate this moment um and so i'll just you know leave it with you if there's any one last thing you want to share with the listeners what would it be i would just love for you to to take the time to really digest this book um, I do think there's something in here for everyone. We're all going to be in this position of losing someone we care about or caring someone, caring for someone who is going through pain, struggling, um, but maybe also searching for that meaning and purpose that can come out of it. And, and so uh, my hope for you is that as you go through life um, and you encounter these moments that are really hard, um, you find the strength and see the strength in yourself to get through them. And, and my constant reminder to people is that whether things are going really good or really badly, there's always a beginning, a middle, and an end. Um, and so when things are really good, understand that, that that's a moment to savor. And when things are really bad, please know that they won't always be. Oh, that's so good. I love that message. Beginning, middle, end, right? Savor when you're in the good. And, you know, and oh, I just love that. I love that suggestion and I love that support and that offering of love and hope. And of course, everyone can grab their copy at Amazon or anywhere that they uh, purchase their books. It's available today everywhere through all distribution channels. And a really great thing too is to write a review. And I always suggest, don't just write a review, take a picture of yourself holding this book and write a review, post it up onto Amazon because it really does support Mark and it supports the, the book growth and everything as well. And it lets other uh, readers find this book more easily as well. So Thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing all about your book. And of course, people are going to want to get their copy ASAP. Yay. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much for having me and for all that you do, Andrea. If you like this podcast that's like personal training for your mind, you've got to come over to my website at andreasidel.com where I help people read, write, and publish books. I believe books change lives. So whose life will you touch with your book? If you've been thinking about writing a book or you know, you've know you lacked the time, maybe the focus and the know-how to get it done, or you've been wanting to publish your own work, well, look no further. Spend no more time wasting trying to figure it all out because I I'm your girl. I am a book doula. I actually help people painlessly give birth to their books through book birthing. So let's turn that dream into achievement through birthing your own book because books change lives. So head on over to my website to find out more about that as well. Be sure to subscribe here so that you get the latest episode. And of course, share this with your friends, write a review because it really helps grow the show. And finally, I just want to thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but also week after week. I'm just so grateful that I get to show up and read all these books and share the learning experience with you. 
So until next week, I'm sending hugs. <laughs>